to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Tommy and Lana, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Trent. Well, I wanted yes. to do this with you guys for a while. So this is a, a studio first. As you can tell, if you've been watching, we've had more than uh, two people here before, but never in the same room. <laughs> we'll, we'll be your test run for that. Well, it's going to be a test run. It's already warming up in here a little bit. so It's all good. It's all good. Well, so I, I, I know that we have been growing. The church has been growing. There's a lot of people that really I don't think know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so first, I kind of want to introduce the church to you guys. You bet. Um, Tommy and Lana um, are our family pastors. Actually, Tommy and Lana came and they were the youth pastors here uh, at TCAB for how many years? Yeah, five years. It's crazy how it's blown by. You know, it, it really has. In fact, so when we showed up, my, our children, we have five kiddos. Our kiddos were able to sit under you guys. So our two oldest, the little ones haven't, they didn't ever make it there under your, under your tutelage, but um, they do take your influence and they love seeing you guys on Sunday morning and always run up to you with Tom and Lana. So they're precious. Well, love their hugs. <laughs> y'all are a reflection. Y- y'all are exactly the perfect people uh, for family pastorship. Um, I, this is the perfect role for you guys. In fact, just in parenting, I've, I've invited Tommy to lunch before. I'm like, all right, Tommy, I'm an idiot. Help me out here. You know, <laughs> we learn together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can give me some advice. And so you've always given incredible counsel. Um, I've stolen a few of your lines when I've preached before, you know, so I, if, you know, here, we're going to get into some of that here later today, but I'll, I'll give the credit back to Tommy in case you're aligning it with me. But anyway, I, so really, I, so I've written down some questions and some, there's some things I kind of want to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with just, you know, what is your favorite scripture in areas of parenting, mm-hmm. you know, and how's that influenced your parenting? And then I might share a little bit what I you bet I have. Let's so. just have a conversation. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Invite people into it. You bet. So, so what is you know? The, uh, you told me offline, so I'm going to cheat. When you see the graphic, I know what it is, but you don't. But I'm going to ask you guys. You know what? What scripture do you guys uh, really lean on in the area of parenting? Yeah, I'm going to read Deuteronomy six four through nine, and then Lana's going to let you know kind of our journey how we came across this. But well, let me yeah, let me ahead. tell the backstory first because I think it's important. Um, we were our kids were tiny. Uh, life was super hectic and we were just looking for ways to stay connected to each other. Yeah. Um, and so we just kind of came up with this, okay, we're going to read a book in the Bible, um, take a week, you know, so take Matthew, read through Matthew in a week and just come together and talk about it. Um, and I, I share that for two reasons. One, just to, yeah, give it an idea. I think it's a great idea. 
uh, a way that spouses can connect. You, we've done it over the years with our girls as they got older. Um, you can do it with your whole family, spouses, group of friends. Um, the purpose of reading the Bible is to connect with God, connect with each other. So, Well, that was the purpose of education in the United States. Yes. Where it all began was teaching people how to read so they could read the Word. Yes. Yeah. And now yes. they've kicked God out of school. Yes. Kind of crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's where, that's where we were, was just young parents in ministry trying to stay connected to God and to each other. Um, With so young we, children, that's really important yes. because, you know, I tell you, Big yes. it, it's, it's tough when you got little ones. Yes, you know? and just making time for that. So we were very intentional. Um, Tommy wasn't... We So I share that to say we weren't coming up with, like Tommy wasn't trying to come up with a sermon. Mm. We weren't trying to look for, you know, a new Bible study or find something to teach. We were simply trying to connect with God and with each other. That's my favorite ways to run across scripture. Those, yeah. those have been the most impactful yeah. in my life. Yeah. And and I share that just as an idea, like for, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, this, like do this. Um, cause I look back on our lives in our ministry and just our family and some of the most foundational truth truths that God really mm. just deposited in us came from those times. Sometimes, you know, we would take more than uh, like a couple of weeks because we just couldn't, we didn't, we weren't ready to move on, you know? So this week we were in Deuteronomy. We're just reading through Deuteronomy. Um, and we both, God just landed us on this passage. And this so rocked our worlds. And we, this was just a foundational, this became a foundational truth, not just for our family, but for ministry. And everything we did came out of this. And we weren't going to find out until later that this is actually a, this is the foundational truth um, that every Jewish family is centered around. That's I didn't know that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so it, this passage actually has a name. It's called the Shema um, or Shema. However, I don't still don't know how to say it correctly. I've heard it both ways. Um, but tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the meat is in it's in mm. the words itself. And the the Jewish families recite this together every morning and every night and every time they come together as a congregation. It's beautiful. And so I yeah, so Tommy, you want to read oh, yeah. this passage? Yeah, this is Deuteronomy six, um, beginning in verse four, it just says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. For these commandments that I give you today are are to be up on your hearts. And then it says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads and write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. Man, that's good. Now, I'll, that's a beautiful scripture. And truth is, here's basically what that says. With every breath you take, with everything that you that's do, it. serve the Father. That's it. And, and, and you know, really, that kind of lends itself to well, the phrase I stole from you when I preached the yeah. other day is that you've shown me. Right. Uh, or sorry, you've told me, but have you shown me? And, yeah. and, and I, I got that phrase from you, Tommy, when we were sitting at lunch one day. And I thought it was so good. I stole it. But can you tell me, you know, kind of what you mean with that? No, for sure. You know, we are made to imitate good or bad. And I think parents do a lot of telling. But do we do a lot of modeling? So yeah. I just heard the Lord say one time, this generation is crying out. You've showed, you've told me, but you've not showed me. And I, and then I was just reminded of these truths. Jesus says, I only say 
what I hear my father say. Yeah. So the, the telling's there, but then he says, I only do what I see my father doing. And so what Lan and I have found just in our life of parenting is just like Jesus said, come follow me. And so more is, you've heard this, more is caught sometimes than taught. But it's in the catching that we're doing the teaching. Well, and, you know, here's the thing is that I I think we live. So I've been doing a a study and research on the early church and how the monastic, you know, environments and societies began and some of that kind of stuff. And there's one of the seven sins had to do something. I never even heard the word, but it basically came to... um, being lethargic or, or not motivated. And, and where that came from is that, that at least it's something that we do the opposite of, and that is we never slow down and we're constantly going. Yeah. And so what they would slow down and they, they would pray corporately twice a day. There's some of them that would pray up to 50 times a day, but they would want to work and stay busy and have purpose, right? But their sole focus was, you know, and, and they would look to the abbots and other, you know, elders in, in the monastic environment to, to learn from. Well, as parents today, and I'm not being critical, it's just it's just the truth that are so, so busy. Yeah. So, like, for us, I mean, I'll, I'll just share, like, when we get through with a family dinner when our girls were young, we'd get up. If she cooked, I did the dishes. If yeah. I cooked, she did the dishes. We'll do that, and then too. there came a time where we invited them to do it with us. So these weren't chores for our girls. They were invitations to come alongside us. My kids have never quite taken it as an invitation <laughs> to come alongside but us. it'll come. You know, all right, I'm, all right, well, I'll take your because word for it. Because here's what we began to then see is then they would begin to leave the table before us because it was something that we got to just, you know, communicate just the value and worth that they bring to the family. And so that was one of those type things. And so we got to model that for them, that they came alongside us. But I want to say just even in repentance, in reconciliation, sometimes we try to hide that part of ourselves from our kids, but yeah. they know what's going on. And so oh, yeah, they, 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 they can read your book. They, 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 can, they got, heck, they got a key to the mailbox. Yeah, they got in it. In fact, they know how to put mail in there. It's going to set you off. That's it. Well, and, you know, one of the things that we even just recently realized about the, the Shima, that the family, parents and the kids, they are reciting this in the morning and at night. So it actually holds the parents accountable because it says we're supposed to talk about this throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to talk about mm-hmm. this as yes, we good. go along the road. You know, as we go about our day, hey, Dad, we didn't do that today. Ah, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a there's an accountability as parents in this. And I think for us, what just shook us was, oh, my gosh, we've got this backwards. As parents, we've kind of been taught in the church that we bring our kids to church and mm-hmm. the church leaders teach our kids about Jesus. Yeah, and that's definitely not the way it should be. No, no. and the Shema was like, no parents. The Lord's commanding the parents to teach the children. And so this was so encouraging to us, but also like a fire alarm. It was like, oh my gosh, we've got to tell them. <laughs> like We've got to tell them. And so it really informed us, not just as parents, but as ministers, it's the it, mm-hmm. God. God designed this. Absolutely, to come from he designed the fathers it. and the mothers to the children. That's how it goes from generation to generation. Well, and dysfunctional mm-hmm. go from generation to generation too. Exactly. So you know, you know, yeah. talks about generational curses and things yeah. of that yeah. nature. So you talk about modeling. Yes. It, it, let me tell you where I think I've gained the most influence over my children is whenever I've modeled hard times. Mm. Oh, big time. Okay, yes. and I don't think it's ever been harder than 
I've said this, and, and I stand by it. It's never been harder, in, uh, in my opinion, in the history of the world to be a teenager or a kid, mm. young adult than it is right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, globally. Mm. And there's a lot of examples we can give from that. So when we talk about mentorship or modeling, yeah. they're, they're, they're looking somewhere all oh, the yeah. time, 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I would ask you, here's a question just kind of off the cuff, and that is how do we keep them looking back to us? Because yes. I, I think it has to do – more importantly, and I might be getting out of order the way you want to no, talk about it, but it has to do with heart connections versus. No, that's exactly what I'm sitting here thinking mm-hmm. is how is is our relationship, obviously, with our spouse, first and foremost, going to be where they're going to receive something. But I'm pursuing, we're pursuing our kids' hearts. Yeah. You know, and the best way we can do that is give them our sonship and daughtership. You know, we we want to give them a taste and see that the Lord is good. I Parenting agree. has become more behavior modification we're quick to correct what we see wrong, but are we also quick to praise what we see right? Yeah. You know, and if all they're doing is brushing their teeth, right? Praise them for that. Come on. And I mean, agree seriously, and align yeah. your heart. I mean, Lana, she can share with you how we learn to just agree with God's heart through scripture for our children and champion their hearts. That's, That's heart connection. Absolutely. So you might share some of that. Just, well, I just, I just keep going back to this, mm-hmm. to the Shema, Deuteronomy six, This is how, and it starts with love the Lord your God. It starts with a declaration to the nation of Israel. Like every morning in their homes, they're declaring the Lord your God is one. He is the Lord of Israel, but now I'm declaring he's the Lord over me. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, you know? And then the very next thing he says is, Keep this on your heart. So from the heart, we share with our kids. You know, I we had a conversation with our oldest the other day. Um, with Paige. A lot of you guys know Paige yes, and Josh. Yes, yes. Um, and Tommy, was he just asked her a question about consistency. What did, what did you learn about, you know, our consistency as parents? Yeah. Um, and the very first thing that she said it just, it blessed my heart because she said, I learned that God is, is, and will always be who he says he is. And that's good. That I can mm-hmm. trust God. That's good. And I, the Lord just reminded me of, you know, when she was a baby, um, we both came from broken homes. And so we both came into marriage and family going, God, what do we do? You know, my constant question with Jesus was, what do I do about this? I can completely relate. You know, know? I had the same mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember having this conversation with Jesus and like my question, my core question as a parent, as a believer was, what is she going to learn about the father? Mm-hmm. What, what is this going to teach her about the father? So if it was correction or discipline or comfort or mm-hmm. encouragement, like whatever it was, what does this teach her about the father? That's good. And so to hear her as an adult say your consistency in parenting like her first answer had nothing to do with us. It had nothing to do with being a good citizen, you know, being a good person, a person of your word or, you know, whatever, cause and effect. It had to do with the father. She learned that the father could be trusted. And that just so blessed me because I, that was, that was something, you know, Jesus says in John 14, like, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Amen. And 
I'm not Jesus, but the spirit of Jesus lives, lives in, in me. You. Yeah. And so I Absolutely. want that to be my prayer that when somebody sees me, encounters me, that they encounter the Father first and foremost in my home. And well, I, especially that, in your home. And that's the, the thing about kids. Well, that's the thing yeah. about kids. They're going to see us at our best. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're going to see us at our worst. Yes. Yep. And I don't care how good you are. Yes. I don't care if you're Tommy, all right? I mean, <laughs> there's still a moment. You're going to have your, your days, okay? Yes. And Come to the parenting class. We, You'll yes. hear some stories. All right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, then y'all should invite me. I've got probably better stories. Yeah, you know, we can all share. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever destroyed a uh, weed eater on <laughs> Easter Sunday? And watch, well, <laughs> we have those days, right? So. But, but the thing is, is how it's important that our kids see us be real. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that we aren't one set of people in front of our kids or in front of the church or in front of, I mean, we're we're consistent and you guys are absolutely that. I mean, y'all are just rock solid, but it's harder for some people, um, because they're afraid to let, especially their kids, I think, see their struggle. So I might, I might speak to that. I think that's a big problem that we're dealing with. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on no, that? I, and what I found, especially as I deal with, with parents and, and counseling now in, in different families, is I just say to parents, have you thought about inviting your kids to pray for you specifically mm, in that area? So now it's not uh, something the enemy is going to use to, you know, make you feel shame. You know, I'm not measuring up, but there's a heart connection now because yeah. I'm saying your prayers matter and they're powerful unto the Lord and unto me. And so as I invite them to pray for me in those things, now when they have an issue that comes up, they're going to invite me to pray for them in those things. That's good. You get to model the healing and breakthrough just by inviting your family. We are made to what? Fight for each other, not against each other as God fights for us. So I'm going to let my weakness be an opportunity for them to encounter how God can break through for their dad, for their mom. You know, I think... Watching kids pray. So I've got some, I got some little prayer girls. Come on. Yes, Yes, you do. do. And worshipers. (laughs) And worshipers. And, and I, I love it and I love it. So when I've, so I've, you know, I've, there's been seasons where I've struggled, had, I mean, everything from business issues to financial issues to whatever. Mm. And I have tried to bring them in at the age appropriate level, right? you know, but just, yeah, you know, to let them know, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going through a tough time and here's what's going on. Um, and if you struggle with areas of addiction, instead of hiding addiction, everything, what does Jesus say? It needs to be brought into the light. Yes. The, I mean, so first it needs to be brought to the feet of the father, but then I feel like, cause this is something I know we, people struggle with. I mean, addiction has never been worse and it's in the home and I just, maybe pornography and maybe mm-hmm. alcohol and maybe, dr- I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm trying to be really honest here because of course. when we're dealing with parenting right now, okay, it's a completely different world than when we were, when we were kids. Okay. So the problems yes. have, have intensified immensely. And so. I think, you know, even if you're dealing with some really heavy things, mm-hmm. okay, I still don't think they should be hidden from the kids. I think at the age-appropriate yeah. level, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong, but they should, it should be brought into the light so that they can see the Father work, them, work in them and through them through the yes. process. And I think, you know, when you say age-appropriate, it's always age-appropriate to go, man, the Lord's moving my heart with this truth or promise, and I would love for you to pray this for me. That's good. So you are modeling for them just God's heart for you, and you want to feel that healing and breakthrough. And so just give them the scripture and just go, this is what God's moving my heart. Will you pray this for me? And you're going to lead them right back to the word to do the same thing. So, and I would just ask this too, is, is the atmosphere of your home a prophesying atmosphere where we are 
just inviting the Holy Spirit to come and just align our hearts with what God says and speak those. When they hear me speak those over Lana, it creates safety and security in our home for our children. You might elaborate on that. What, what, how to create an environment like that? Okay, can I just say, I I wanted like dispel any illusions or whatever that I think one of the things that people are sometimes surprised when we tell them, we never really did a sit down Bible study with our kids. Hey, I I mean, mean, because it, it was organic to like that word gets thrown around a lot in the world and in the church organic, but it really was, he was living and active in us. Mm And so we did this. You're living it Deuteronomy. out. Yeah. Um, so we never, like, we've never really even been good about, like, um, praying as a family, like, before we go to bed. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, well. Just, like, I just want to dispel some illusions or whatever that people might think, like, we just talk about Jesus all the time. And, <laughs> and we just always have worship music going on. And, like, that's not, that's not the case. Well, and it's know? not the case in any, in any anywhere, but... I think it's important that people know it begins with, it's a heart issue, right? Yes. So yes. it always begins yes. with the heart. I think yeah. that they need to understand how, so how do we get our heart in that position? I mean, obviously I've got, you know, my opinions, but tell me, tell me what gives get some suggestions as far as beginning to get that atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, starts in the secret place. There you go. I mean, it just, it starts in your prayer closet, mm-hmm. your time with the Lord, your, what he's revealing to you. You know, Mm -hmm. I agree. We were talking about this earlier that I think we have to establish as parents, we've got to abolish and establish, uh, abolish the idea that who we are as a believer is different than who we are as a parent. Yeah, I I agree with that. That, That's a really good way of putting that. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. Okay. It's the same thing. Separating myself as a parent from, or a believer as a, as a, software engineer or right. developer or yes. business person You're or doing it unto the glory of the Lord. Colossians yeah. 323 yes. period. Yes. That's it. So I, yeah. I think somehow that has gotten skewed. So we're, we're starting to let the Lord affect our marriages, um, affect our home, but still, we still have mindsets from the world, um, in our parenting. And instead of bringing those to the feet of Jesus, like, you know, boys will be boys or, well, I, we did it and we were just fine. We turned out just fine. So like things like, and there's just, I mean, there's a hundred more, but instead of going, uh, what does Jesus say about that? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, what he reveals to me as a believer that affects my parenting. They're not separate. They're one and the same. So if I'm reading Ephesians four, um, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you. And I'm, I'm reading this in my quiet time in my secret place. And the Lord just kind of whispers and says, Hey, I know it's been rough with your oldest lately. Let's, let's be kind and compassionate Mm -hmm. to him today. No matter, no matter how he reacts to you, I want you to be kind and compassionate and forgive him. That's, that, that's a really good word. That changes you know? everything because it gives God complete openness to speak into every part of my life, no matter where I'm reading in the Bible. So I'm not just looking for parenting scriptures or what does Jesus say about being a mama? You well, know? I think <clears throat> there's another part of it is, and that is 
we're gonna we're going to just just like uh, Pastor Jeff was preaching this week, and Jesus says you cannot go through this world without being offended, right? Yes. That includes our kids. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're human. We're gonna yeah. mess up. We're gonna screw up, right? Yeah. I think where most parents um, fall short is. I can't tell you how many times I've had to apologize, but to go to apologize to your yes, kids. it's big. Um, you're talking about the heart. So if you allow these offenses to build up without right. breaking those down, so you're talking about that environment. Well, I'll tell you some of the best environments that have come from, you know, it's come from me screwing up mm-hmm. and going and say, you know, that was, that was wrong. I was, yeah. I was kind of a doofus and I'm yeah. sorry. And I, I totally was wrong in this area. And to hear them say that you were wrong. Mm. It, yeah, that's heart connection. Yeah. And that, that's modeling right there. That's showing them. So, and for us to even humble ourselves and realize maybe my kids are struggling with something because it came through me and just to let God in that secret place, move your heart with his, receive that. And then just like you said, go to your children and just go, you struggle with this because I struggle with this, but here's the good news. The blood of Jesus came to set us free he and did. we're going to walk in this together. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to say, especially to dads, never, never miss the opportunity if you're going to ask your son to do something like put parameters on your phones. There's an opportunity to just do it with him. So if I'm asking my son to do something, I want him to see me do it as well. Well, you said something to me that I think I'd like for you to, to hit on and that is it relates and it has to do with trust. Yes. Um, you know, because I think you talk about behavior modification. Now I, in the areas of technology, listen, there are times that it is important for us to put mm-hmm. restrictions on, on devices. No, and you're still the parent. Absolutely. Okay. So not, we're not just going to, cause I've seen the results of just handing a kid right. a tablet unrestricted. Okay. But there's certain levels and steps that you go through as they get older yes. um, and to extend trust. And I used technology as an example, but it's not just that. No. Um, tell me your thoughts on that. No, it, I think it's, we're in this together. I, I think kids receive that when they realize we are stronger together. And that's what, yeah. that's what kingdom family is. I mean, God even designed us to be his sons and daughters and he's doing it with us in us through us and so i'm just not going to ask my kids to do something they don't first see in me or me coming alongside them even in discipline a lot of times the parent ends up being the bad guy well you didn't make the choice they did so how are we using discipline for them to own their choices and even have to go walk through some consequences but mm-hmm. you get to come alongside them and champion their heart moving forward so we don't teach our kids better at not how to our teacher a lot of times we teach our kids better at how not to get caught yeah yeah and that's not the, that's not what we no, want discipline hebrews 12 7 or somewhere right in there says the purpose of discipline is to produce a life of holiness mm, that's good and righteousness that's what jesus gave his life for and so I, you know, we're, all, we're constantly asking, if your discipline's producing holiness and righteousness, you're doing it right. If you're not, then ask the Lord, how do we need to make some adjustments? And I think a lot of that comes in conversations with your kids. One of the examples as a kid I saw, I had some friends. I was kind of unruly as a kid. I know you can't <laughs> believe that, but it's true. And a lot of my buddies were unruly too. And so their parents would take them and throw them in a Christian school, mm-hmm. expecting it to change. I have one friend in particular. He got kicked out of every Christian school in Amarillo. Never changed a thing, okay? And that goes back to it was the behavior modification. Never got to the root of the issue. There was, there was, there was rejection and insecurities and stuff like that right. that needed to be dealt with. So sometimes we need to have, I think, if we don't know what to do, have the scales removed from our eyes yes. as parents. Um, that's been a prayer for me. Um, if I'm missing something, I'm a father that rode the Damascus moment in the area of parenting. Let the scales be removed from my eyes. Help me see what clearly you see, what you see. Yeah. 
And then if I see what you see, show me how, my, how do we, how do we go about yeah. moving forward with this and correcting the heart issue? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the majority of what parenting is. Big time. And I think that goes back to the prophecy. The enemy is a prophet liar. He's deceiving. He's mm-hmm. accusing. I mean, they're hearing it all the world, but in our home, we get to agree with the father's heart that builds up, brings comfort, brings encouragement, you know, speaks to God. When you made my son, when you made my daughter in your image to reflect you, not in our image to reflect us yeah. in your image, God, to reflect you. What did you say about them? So raising your girls, which if you guys have never met, you know, their kiddos, their daughters are amazing. Um, and just are they're kingdom minded. You know, and in fact, you know, they, they've gone on, they're going on to, to build the kingdom, you know, uh, in their own lives. And but to do that, to have a relationship, relational parenting, heart connection, whatever you want to call it, um, it requires time. Okay. And so that's a, I think that's a, like, there's two sides to this. One's the parent's time and the kid's time. Uh, we're so busy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So busy. So how do we, if we're going 900 miles an hour right now and we realize, okay, yeah, we need to do some of this. I mean, what are some things that we ought to stop, look at and try to do to maybe create space for this? That's kind of a tough one. Our answer is probably not going to be very popular. Well, that's not what this is about. I I think people really want to know. And I think it's important. So I'm asking you a hard question because I know that it's, it is it is hard. But what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to say this. If, if you don't have time in your schedule as parents and students to even, if you're just crossing each other in the mm-hmm. night kind of thing, um, you it's really an unrealistic expectation that they're going to be kingdom minded Mm -hmm. when we are spending 90% of our time chasing things of the world. I I don't know what, and things of the world may be softball, maybe sports, maybe careers, you know, all of these things. I think everything has to be measured. Um, what is God doing? So we can say, um, we had a conversation about this with a parent recently. We can say, oh, this is your mission field, you know, the football locker room or whatever. But if we're not equipping them right. to be kingdom minded and we're not creating space to be kingdom minded, yeah. they don't know, like, what does that mean to them? Well, it also, in my opinion, it has to do with who you're yoked with. I think it's Second Corinthians 6, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It says, do not be yoked with unbelievers. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to be around unbelievers. I think right. everybody gets messed up with that word. Yes. It means that where is all of our time being dumped into? Who are we locking ourselves mm-hmm. in step with, right? And I was a busy kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. No, and we can, and that, that you've heard it. I mean, if the enemy can't, I can't remember the exact phrase, but he'll just make you busy. Yeah. And so See, I, if you can't slow you down, it'll speed you up. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think here's here's the deal. If you're gonna commit to doing something, have you asked the Lord as a family, is this what you have for us? Mm, that's good. Because now we're getting his heart. And so that time that we're spending, we're looking for opportunities with the kingdom. Jesus said, Come follow me. And as he went, he sh- he he shared the kingdom of heaven is like. He was always revealing the Father. And so just that missional aspect. So I'm not as a parent, I've I, 
I'll go cheer on my kid, but I'm also going to model what it looks like to befriend some others or just see the opportunity just to, to champion hearts, to encourage well, you know, those type things. I think it, I think that's it's, it's good advice. I so when Brandy and I got married, I was at the mindset, oh, they should do this and do this and do sure. this. Okay, and it didn't even take us. I mean, a blink, and I was in lockstep with Brandy's. Like, yeah, no, I want to slow down because yeah. I look back. I mean, I was a, a wrestler. I did a, you know show jumping with horses. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, I did all these things, right? You know, as a musician. I mean, I did too much. Yeah. And I mean, what do I do with my wrestling? I mean. Okay. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was, what do I do with my horses? I'm, right. you know, I mean, but it, it, that every moment that I've ever spent with the father, um, where I have, you know, been around people who can encourage me in that area, uh, Marty Rowley and I just recently did a couple of podcasts together and he was very influential in, in my life from the time I got saved because I looked at him as like, he knows the word, his family mm-hmm. seems put together. Um, and not that my, my dad is just me and my dad at the time. Sure. And, and so I, when we were listening to this, you know, and my, and my mom's part of my, my life now, we have a great relationship, so I don't want to make it sound like, but it was just, I was really screwed up and lost. Well, so I was looking to people to create stability and I knew that it was in those pages somewhere. Now I didn't get it figured out for a little bit, but I know this, anything that we can do to slow down yeah. and to really pour into our kids, to let them know that we see them, we hear them. If we don't, I promise you somebody in the world will. Yes. Well, and there's yes. life beyond high school. Yes. And when they leave your home, do they know how to connect with the father's heart themselves? Yeah. And that's what we're doing as parents. That's discipleship. That's what discipline's all about. That's what the heart connection is. So when our kids leave, we don't go with them, but you know who does? The Holy Spirit. But if they don't know how to hear the father's voice through the Holy Spirit, then have we done what God's called us to do? Well, I tell you, you guys, there's one more thing I think that I'd like to, the topic we need to hit on, and that is the area of prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and praying over our kids and, and then not only just praying, you know, why do we, what's the importance of it? Why do we need to do this? And how do we do it? Why do we do it? So, Lena, how about, so I'll kick it off with you. What, do you. what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, my favorite example um, is our middle daughter, our second born. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> yep. We, you know, we thought we were good parents with Paige because she was an easy baby. <laughs> and then God humbled us and gave us Jason. We, we had a similar experience, yeah. <laughs> so and before she shares I, the story, her first birthday, our theme was Tasmania Devil. <laughs> we didn't know, Trent. We just didn't know. But that's what we saw. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And, but it, oh, I just, I look and I, you know, I see it now and I could see it then. I just didn't know all, how to frame it. There was so much life in mm. this little bitty body and she just did not know how to contain it. And we didn't know how to keep up with it. Um, but I remember, you know, she was just all over the place and temper tantrums like multiple times a day. And I would be like, Jesus, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. Um, you know, and just kind of literally her first probably year and a half, two years, I'm just, I mean, we're just surviving. <laughs> I got, hey, listen, man, you we know? had three in diapers at once. Trust me. Oh my I, I know the pain. Yes, yes. My poor and wife, golly. So I, you know, one day I'm just sharing with this mentor friend of mine that God so sweetly put in my life. And I, I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, what do I do with this? And she just asked me a simple question. What verse are you praying for her? 
It's good. It's a good it's word, a, isn't it? Great word. And I, Changed you know, life. I'm like I'm in the word every day. I, we're in ministry. We've been doing this for a little what little bit, and I didn't. I was like, ah, uh, uh. I don't know. And so she just encouraged me, go home, ask the Lord what verse to pray. So I'm going, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, all these, all these verses, you know, I'm trying to find a verse kind of thing. Um, Nothing's coming to my mind. And so I just go back again. I'm just spending time with the Lord. Back to that secret place. Just going back to the secret place. I'm not getting a word So I'm going to go back to what I know. I'm going to go back to my time with the Lord. And I happened to be reading in in Isaiah at the time. And the Lord, like, I I mean, it was like, hallelujah, angels, highlighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going bling, (laughs) bling, bling. And he was like, I want you to pray. This is my word over your daughter. That's good. This is my word. And I began to pray that. Yeah, share that word. Like it's, I, well, it was, it's Isaiah 29, 24. And it just says, those who are wayward in spirit will gain understanding. Those who complain will accept instruction. That's good. And yeah, really I, good. like, I didn't try to evaluate it, deep dive, you know, all of those things. I just trusted the Lord. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I would, I would literally just walk by her put my hand on her head. When she would finally fall asleep, I would just, those who are wayward in spirit will gain understanding. Those who complain will accept instruction. And I would just speak this over her as I was like talking, Hey, um, okay, I'm going to fix you lunch now. Do you want some apples, you know, or whatever those who are wayward in spirit will, (laughs) you know, and I'm, so I'm saying this every day and I'm, I share this with Tommy. I don't understand this, but we're supposed to speak this over our daughter. That's good, though. And I'm telling you, within two weeks, it was like we were parenting a different child. And I know... Everybody right now at home, they're going through the Bible (laughs) station. Give me some blinkers, Lord. Give me the word. Come on. But here was the thing. We saw it over and over. The Lord showed us in that, that... We do not have the answers. No. But he is the answer every that's, single that's exactly time. Right. Okay. But here's what we learned with our kids. We've got three daughters. Um, for those that don't know, uh, our second born or third born in China. Yeah, I was um, going to mention that. Yeah, I didn't know if they knew. Special needs mm-hmm. and, yeah. and everything. So our parenting journey has been a little different with her. But what the Lord has been faithful and consistent in is showing us that his word, it's, it's not a copy and paste. So it's not like the words that he gave me to pray for Paige. Are the same words pray, that you're going to pray over JC yes, or Mia. Because they're different kids. Yep. They're all made in his image in different ways to reflect different parts and different aspects of his character. And so the Lord, this is what I learned. Like one of the verses that I prayed over, um, that we prayed over JC was Psalm, I think it's 138.3. Uh, it says, I praise you, O Lord, because you've made me bold and stout-hearted. Yep. Um, that would not have been, that would, that verse would not have given the same, um, it wouldn't have been the same for Paige because that, that wasn't, that wasn't how God made her in the sense that how he made JC. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, well, so, so yeah, we're, we're made differently. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I so mean, so different gifts, Lord, different abilities. Yeah. yeah. Asking the Lord saying, what, how do you see my child? Well, different languages. What are a, you saying about my child? And God's not comparing your kids. So mm-hmm. we're not comparing our kids. No, no, so no. They don't feel that. They feel the release of how God yeah. made them unique. Yeah. 
up and empowered them. And it's beautiful to watch our, you know, our oldest two daughters as adults still Mm. clinging to the words that God gave us to pray over them. Like that word is still becoming flesh in them today. It's reproducing. It's beautiful. Well, I'll tell you what's beautiful. So uh, two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, I can't remember now, um, Mia so you're youngest, yes. you know, um, so it's been neat watching that journey uh, with you guys. Cause so I, we've gotten to know Paige and Josh. Uh, Josh has actually been on the podcast several times. So if you go back and look at some of those podcasts, Josh Whisker. So Paige and Josh are married. Um, but Mia uh, was recently baptized yes. and it was beautiful. And that faith made her own. And yes. just, uh, I know your parenting style has been different in that area, but just to the parents that are out there, I think this is a great topic because there are so many people with blended families, adopted children, mm. and stepchildren, things like that. And and it, the the I think the answer, the core answer, is rough, is the same, right? Oh yeah, God made them in His image for the purpose that we could imitate the example of Jesus. And now they know their identity, no matter how they started or where they are. That's who, that's who they are. And we get to as parents get a front row seat to agree with his heart, to champion their heart, to be their biggest fans, to be the ones who are there to let them cry things out, to be the ones that are there when they don't know what to do. We get to ask the father together. I don't have to answer all my girls' questions. Yeah, I get to lead them to the one who can. Well, and I think kind of as we begin to wrap up, that's the, the really one of the most important things in parenting. And the, what I've learned, especially as my children get older, and that is, you know, what does the, lead them to the father? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been 100%. talking to a number of parents lately who are dealing with struggles. Their kids are older. I'm like, well, are they in, they're in the father's hands. There's nothing that yeah. you can do. So have you led them to the father in this area? Are you praying over them? Um, one of the things that I do is... We have five kids, so during the middle of the week, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I mean, you know, (laughs) each kid's got a day, you know. Um, I love it. But there's, I think that it all comes back down to um, teaching them how to hear the Father's voice. Mm -hmm. And for any struggle or praise that they have in their life, that you're redirecting them back to the Father. Amen. I think that's what it all comes, that's what parenting is. And I think, too. For parents to see God's not up there disappointed in you. He is also championing your heart as his son and daughter going, you are the ones I chose to be the dad and mom of your kids. And he wants to do it with us, you know, for them. And that's, to me, that's evangelism. That's just evangelism in the home. And I know, so I will say this too. So one, if you, if you, if you've been around Tommy and Lena, um, you know that they are absolutely filled with the spirit. People a lot of times are trying to figure out, well, what's that? There's something, there's something oozing out of them. What is that? Well, that's called Holy Spirit, okay? And the love of Jesus, that's what's oozing out of them. Um, but that doesn't come naturally. Well, it technically doesn't come naturally to you either, but um, but it is now because the Father is the center of your heart. But I know, I'm just saying, I think when you hit this last topic, and that is there's some parents who really struggle in their relationship, trusting the Father, right. um, to getting in that place of, well, you know, that might be true for you, but it's not true for me. And that that's a lie, I think, that needs to be dispelled. Yes. And, and so, yes, so everything we said is like, lead with the Father, lead with the mm-hmm. Father. Well, if you struggle in that area— um, let's leave on some, and then we'll talk about the parenting class here in a minute, but what's your suggestion and advice on that? I know even for us in seasons, we've had people that we went and just submitted to, you've got to have other people in your life when you feel like sometimes I can't hear the Lord clearly, but we, those people are going to lead me to the one who is. And so we don't have to go through life alone. We obviously have the Lord, but if you feel like there's a block there, 
find somebody. And that's what I love about our church. Uh, me too. You me know, too. If you need somebody, sound the trumpet all the way from a year ago, and we're going to come alongside you, and we're going to help hear the Lord together for you, for your family, because what? His words produce life. He performs everyone. And in the midst of our messes, the yes of Jesus is still doing miracles. And I would encourage anybody also, so you can speak to Tommy and Lynn about this as well. If you're, if you're not in a life group, mm-hmm. um, that, that's, that's some, one of the things um, that I think is so important. People, especially in the summer, that we've kept ours going. But um, if, you're, if you're just, they have a tendency to fall away. We, it's easy to do. You get in the summer, you get busy. Um, but I would highly, highly recommend finding a life group. Because that becomes a small community, people it'll pour into you. Yes, um, I know that we got some stuff kick off in the fall, things like that. Um, but the parenting class um, specifically, that is going to be when. Yeah, it'll kick off Sunday, October twenty third. We'll do it for four weeks in the ten thirty a.m. Uh, part of our service. So we're encouraging families to come at nine, and then parents stay at ten thirty, and then that way there's built in childcare. And we're just, it's going to be a time to just, we want them to leave just affirmed, encouraged, just with some practical tools, God's design for you as a mom and dad that starts with you as a son and daughter. Well, and I will say this, that if you missed the, you know, the fall kickoff, as far as getting into a life group, it's not too late. Um, In fact, Brandy and I last year, I mean, is, you know, we hadn't been teaching a life group is like. In the middle of February, on a Tuesday, you know, I've been, I was ready. And Brandy, as soon as she gave me a green light, I called Tommy. We were teaching a class the next oh, night, I think. So, so it's never too late. No, we're starting a whole new group of yeah. people at the Pill Barn. It'll start that first Wednesday in September. So we're excited. The ones that have already, you know, formed, they're continuing to move on. And so with all the new ones, if you need a place, we're going to help you find your people as the Holy Spirit leads, and it's going to be beautiful. Well, you know, and that's so good. And that's one of the things that I just, we, our church does well, and what you guys do well. You guys, you mentor well, you love well. Um, you have done, your families are absolutely your thing. You encourage me every time I'm around you. So anyway, we just want to tell you guys, we love you. Yes. We're so glad that you're part of our church, part of our community. Mm-hmm. If you're not in our church, because I know we have a lot of people listening from all over, thank you for tuning in. And you are part of our community. You are part of our church just by being involved here on the podcasts and online. We're going to be doing a whole lot of fun things coming up here in, in, in coming seasons. We're going to be talking about the architecture of end times and some stuff going on. But we just want to tell you, we love you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait. See you on the next one. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.